All righty, Mascara. How are you this morning? You know, you were really, really quiet, and I was a little bit concerned. I know last night was a late night, so I thought, hey, I'm going to come out here and teach you all a Mascara-exclusive dance. For those of you who were here last year, we did this too. And that'll get you kind of warmed up and energized for today because we got Bill and Juliana coming out, Kara and Nick. A lot of great things are going to be happening today, so you all need to be energized. Are you ready? All right. So if you would, go ahead and stand up. Now, some of these steps might be new from last year. So the first step you're going to do to this music is you're going to do the, what I call, open the compact. All right? So you're going to put your hands like this, and you're going to do open the compact. Open it. Open it. Open it. Okay? We have four of those. After that, we're going to go ahead and we're going to contour, 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 right? Then we're going to go look at my eyes, look at my eyes. Look at my eyes. Look at my eyes. This is the new one, okay? Because we have perfume now. Dab the perfume. Dab the perfume. Dab the perfume. Dab it. So dab it. Dab it. Dab it. Dab it. And then we go back to the compact thing. So four things. Compacts. We have that. We're going to apply the brush or blush. Then we're going to say, look at my eyes. Look at my eyes. There. And then we're going to dab the perfume. Dab it. Dab it. You got it? All right. Nick, can, does your son want to come up here and do this with everybody here on stage? Remind me of your name. Christian. Christian. All right. This is Christian. Mini-me right over here. So watch us. You got all the steps? Compact? Right? What comes next? Apply the blush? Yeah, like we wouldn't really ever do this, right? Right, right? And then... We're going to, yep, look at my eyes. They're beautiful. And then we're going to dab the perfume. Dab the perfume. You got it. All right. So let's go ahead and play some music. Christian and I are going to go ahead and rock the house with our mascara exclusive dance. Here we go. I got this feeling. You ready? Inside my bones. All right. Here we go. Five, six, seven, eight. The compact. Open it up. Oh yeah! Fly the ceiling when we in our zone. I got that sunshine in my pocket. It's the eyes. Down the perfume. That hot blood in my back day when it drops. Back to the compact. Oh yeah! Fly the blood. Look at my eyes. Yeah, down the perfume. Dab it, dab it, hit the compact. Now you can really move your body on all these. Sway side to side. Hey, I. Yeah. Hit the compact. Try the blood. Alright, look at my eyes. Look at my eyes. Don't be controlled. Alright. We're gonna add one more new step at the end of this. 
Why the blush? So tonight at the pool, we're all going to be like, that'll be great. All right, are you ready to get this morning started? It's really weird because all three sessions so far, Kara and I, without even talking to each other, have dressed in the same color tones. Crazy weird, I don't know, but she looks great this morning. So let's hear it. Let's bring out Kara Brooke. Don't worry, Nick. Don't worry. Welcome to... What? Oh, yeah. Pockets, you guys. <laughs> They're the best part. Welcome to this morning's session. Did you guys have fun last night? Did you party in your awesome outfits? Good. All right. I think Billy's going to be bringing out something that's really exciting. So let's give him a second. Is that the prettiest backpack you've ever seen? So this is the artist tote, and it's so much more than a backpack. It has literally everything you need as an artist to do anyone's makeup in the entire universe or world. I don't know about aliens just yet. <laughs> it has a place for your brushes. It has a place for your compacts to slide in and be, and be totally, what's the word I'm looking for? Insulated. 
It has room for your laptop if you want to bring it, your phone. It's just literally made specifically for you guys, and you're going to love it. So that will be released in 2020. So get excited about that. <clears throat> What's the cost? That's a good question. I do not know the answer to. <laughs> I was just really excited to show you a sweet sneak peek, so <laughs> I may have jumped the gun a little. Um, it'll come in a couple different colors, though. I can tell you that. Yay! <clears throat> I'm losing my voice so bad, but I think it's actually kind of sexy a little bit. Thanks. Okay, so today's training that I wanted to have, I am so excited about. We've been working really hard on this. There's something that I've been talking about and thinking about, and we've been researching the heck out of all of the artists and just finding the common denominators and finding really what makes this business work for literally everyone. And what we found is that it was so much more simple than we ever expected. So <clears throat> as mascara, we had to make it something fun and something sweet and something that has to do with cake. So the acronym is SUGAR, and that's really easy to remember. It's just one of my very favorite things. If you take a picture, of this, or hold up your camera to this, you guys will all get a little packet that will kind of guide you through this training, but also it will be something that you can keep forever, and this will always apply to your mascara business, and it is just literally the fundamentals of how to be an amazing artist. So just like, you know, if you're going to get healthy, you have to eat right. I mean, it's really pretty simple. Eat right, work out, and um, drink all your water. This is sugar. This is just for mascara. So I'll give you guys just a minute to get that pulled up. <clears throat> Are you able to do it? Oh, it's downloading. Okay, we don't have like the fastest internet in the world, but it will download, but I'll have the pictures up here so we can continue going. So the first letter is S, which is share. So this is so crucial. You have to share, and not just once in a while, you really, really have to share every day, or at least five out of seven days. So each one of these things is really super, super specific. And the reason that is, is a lot of times, I think it's really easy to just think, oh my gosh, I have to do 100 bajillion things, and I don't know which one to do, and you can really spin your wheels. And um, I heard a guy talking about, he's, he's learned like 10 languages, and he said people come up to him all the time and say, oh, I've been trying to learn Spanish for 10 years, and I've never learned it, and he's like, okay, so for 10 years, so 10 years span, but how often were you actually trying to learn Spanish? Like, is this an hour a day? What are we talking about? So I think that's a really good principle of if, even if you've been like, oh, I've been kind of trying and I'm not really getting anywhere for 
this long of a time, if you're not doing those fundamental things, then it's really hard to know where to start and where to stop and if you've really like been able to make some movement. So the sharing every day, that is online. So I know that a lot of the in-person stuff is so important and it really supplements the online stuff, but we really felt as we've researched all of the artists that if you have an element of online, it's really, really, it's like your business on steroids. So it's a really easy way to get to a lot of people in a really short amount of time. So it's something you can't avoid. Um, so sharing at least once a day, consistency is everything. Um, in your packet that you downloaded, there's a hundred ideas of what to share. And I just have a couple of do's and don'ts as far as this goes. But it is just so simple. So one do and don't is that you need to be at like 25% versus 75% makeup. So makeup is the 25, 75 is you. People are gonna fall in love with you and then they're gonna see how beautiful you are and then they're gonna wanna know why. They don't, they're not dying to have like a commercial. And um, if you m incorporate you into it, it's going to make, it's just like friendship that's just widespread. So that's what, where the connection comes in and that's where it really feels like such a fulfilling opportunity is when you're sharing about yourself and that's the list of 100 things has just like ideas to kind of kick that off because I totally know how it is to just be staring at your phone. Maybe you even have a picture and you're just like, what do I have to say about myself today? <laughs> Am I that special? Like, so that's why the 100 things will give you some ideas to just kind of kick off your mind on what you can share about. And then it will hopefully just kick you off to, being, to getting into a place where you feel comfortable sharing. It's so important that it happens every day, so that what, that's what makes it really hard, because we don't always have like this most amazing thought that's just kind of life-changing every day, and that's okay. It doesn't have to be the, the most groundbreaking thing, because if you're sharing every day, you're building that audience, so then when you do have something really, really special or really, really close to your heart to share, there's so many more people there to hear it. And so it's worth taking the time to do those kind of like, oh, look, I just had a really cute outfit today, just like little potato chip posts because they're what gather your people. I've had so many people tell me, um, you know, people that have had their eyes open to foster or artists have said, oh, I came because you, uh, of your hair. I liked your hair. You know, little things drew me in and then it was the big things that made me fall in love with you and made us become friends. Um, another do and don't is don't let it be a one-sided conversation. It's kind of weird because you can't see anyone else. So you're posting a picture and um, it's easy to make, for it to feel like a one-sided conversation, but it's so much more fun. Social media is so much more fun when it's a two-sided conversation. So if I have, um, especially when you have 10 comments, I want to take the time to read every comment. A lot of times I'll go to their profile, check them out a little bit so that I have something to say so that it's a two-sided conversation. 
Or I'll re if, you know, if it's a really good comment, I'll read into what they said and I'll kind of start a conversation with them rather than just like, oh, thanks, or oh, you're so cute, or something that just kind of ends the conversation. I love to get a conversation started and to really engage with people. And that's what makes it fun, that when it's, when it's a real true conversation, you'll get off social media feeling a high. And when you get off social media feeling a, a low, um, I don't know that it's social media to blame, I think that it's the way we're using it to blame. So when you get off at feeling a low, you know that something's wrong with the way that you're um, interacting. And so I recommend, um, you know, if, I know, I know, I know Rachel says this too, like stop the scroll. If you feel yourself scrolling a lot, then you're probably not getting a lot out of what you're seeing. So stop the scroll, do a really like, heartfelt comment, start a conversation, and really connect like you would with a friend. I like to think of all my social media as something I would do with a friend. Okay, so the other is um, use pro your product. So sugar, S-U, use your product. That is kind of obvious, but I think even if you kind of are in a rut. It's so fun to try new things, to try different products you haven't tried within the line. Falling in love with the product is so massive. People aren't lie detectors, and no one here would lie, I know that. But if there's something you don't truly, truly love, there's something missing when you're talking about it. And so if there is something that you don't truly, truly love, that's okay, you don't have to talk about it. And that's why I am always like, talk about other products, talk about things that you love, because that's why people trust you, and that's why people listen to you. I know that I feel a difference, and there are so many people that they're, you know, when they're talking about something, I'm just like, I don't know, I don't really wanna buy that. And then there's other times that I'm just like, oh my gosh, I think I need that. And I'm not sure, but I really do think the difference is that they're truly, truly believe what they're saying and it comes across. So when you're using it every day, just kind of like we say, it's so fast, you can use it every day, and you're trying new products and you're experimenting, you really do fall, re-fall in love with it all the time. The next letter is G, which is, why am I blinking? <laughs> Guide your team. So the team is huge, and even when you just have one person on your team, that's huge too. Guiding your team is one of the most fulfilling parts of this. I think last night when we heard about um, the ways that all of our artists are touching each other's lives, it was really, it inspired me so much, and it goes to show why this um, direct sales avenue is so special. So guiding your team, to me, is different for each person, and I'm gonna kind of circle around back to more on guiding your team um, after I go through the whole acronym, but the one thing is just being genuine, genuinely loving them. There's a lot of different ways and different styles that people have as leaders. I think that's another thing we noticed last night, um, and we notice it from a headquarters point of view. It's really, really cool and fun to see how, um, how different people attract to each other and they grow this team that's just really 
cool, but that they're not all the same at all. And the different leadership styles really shine through and it's really fun to see. So definitely we'll circle back to a little bit more about that. The next letter is A, which is ace that color match. I'm really passionate about the color match. And you should be too, because it is so important. And it really is the seed to why the artist program is really blowing this company up so much, because when people get that one-on-one -on -one with an artist that knows what they're talking about and gets them the right colors, they will never use anything else. Um, but when they, when they have that disconnect, it's really hard to jump that gap. So the way that I recommend acing that color match is watching all of your training videos. And then the really, really important vital step is just getting your hands on faces. So in the beginning, get your hands on every single face you can and recommend that to your artists that sign up under you. Even after you've been doing it for 100 years, I recommend doing in-person four faces a month. Even if it's just at one time you do four faces or you're just gathering faces throughout the month, I like to have that as a goal for me because I do so much of my work online or you know, creating products and all kinds of stuff, but I feel like if I don't get at least four faces in front of me a month, then I get a little disconnected. And not only does it help me just get really excited, all over again about the product when you get to see it in person and see that reaction and see how amazing that that glow is but it's also just really important because you you remind yourself about colors that you forgot about or you remind yourself about blushes that you forgot about and why you love them so much and that experimenting is going to help you with your online business and your online color matches so much so i know i know a lot of you do almost entirely, how about, let me see by raise of hands how many of you do your entire business online. Yeah, so quite a bit of you. And then how many of you would say most of it online? Okay, so that's probably most of you. So um, I think that's great, and I think that that really makes it flexible with kids and with other opportunities that you're, you're seeking, but if you can make the time for those few in-person color matches, even if it's just your kids, even if it's just your aunt, especially if it's your grandma, because it really helps to have a wide range of skin types, um, definitely try to make that a goal. The last letter is R, which is retain your customers. Um, this is something that each thing has goals and um, little templates for you, but this one has the most because retaining your customers is vital. You went through so much to get them. When you think of all the work you put in to just get followers, get people to listen to you, and then not only did these people listen to you, but then they bought the product. That is such a huge leap of faith for them. And now you have them. And if you treat them right for just this little amount of time, then it's going to be a breeze to keep them your customer forever. And when you think about that, to get 20% to 40% of their purchase every single time they purchase till forever, that's gonna be pretty great. So it's worth a little investment in your time. And not just that, but to see them loving and glowing and feeling confident in their makeup. I have so many, all my neighbors pretty much, 
use mascara. And that's probably not even me. That's probably Jocelyn's one of my neighbors, and she's probably the one making them all do it. But um, <laughs> they, I have some that never felt confident in makeup ever. And now they, they just, they love it. They feel like it's, it's not something they talk about a lot. And that's what I love about it. Not everyone wants makeup to be like a really big part of their life. I would say a small portion of people do. And so to see people that it was a bigger part of their life because it was a frustration every single morning. It was something that bothered them. It was like the squeaky wheel that just bothered them all the time. And then to see them just, it's, it's a non-issue now. It's something that they just, they feel confident, they glow, and every morning they put on a product that you showed them and it makes them feel beautiful and it's easy for them and fun for them. And that's the real payoff. But it's obviously a time commitment. And so obviously you have to get that um, real payoff, the money payoff. And that's a huge payoff if you get a true customer. And the way that you do that is by being along for the ride every step of the way. Because it's such a different product, you have to kind of babysit. And so in your packet that we created, we have um, some templates. I'm really hesitant with templates. I've talked to you guys about this before just because I hate for it to ever feel um, like it's me talking to them and not you talking to them. So that's why all the templates have like a red <laughs> caution. Please make this come from you, from your heart. But I know it's a lot of information to kind of have to pull from yourself. So made it easy, made the templates, just make them your own and then make them their own every time you send them. But this is just kind of six spots where you can make a difference for them along their purchase journey. Um, a lot of our, well, I think it's, I have the number, it's like 75% of our returns are unused, literally untouched. That's a really big, that, I, that's exciting for me, first of all, because if they just try it, they love it. But it's also, why are they not trying it once they get, get it home? And I, I feel like I can put myself in their shoes pretty easy because they have their routines, uh, they watched, your, you know, they watched their your tutorial, they went to the party that you threw, and they got really excited about it, and then time went by while they waited for it to come, and it got there, and it wasn't even in, like, a compact, they had to put it in the compact, and that just felt overwhelming already, and then are they gonna look weird? And it, they, we, we just, it overwhelmed them, and they were like, you know what, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna not. So for if you were there, kind of like, oh honey, are we gonna put that on, are we gonna try it? It would make all the difference, because then they would have it there, they would get it on, and then they're never gonna turn around. So, sugar. Share every day, use your product, guide your team, ace that color match, and retain your customers. And this will really help as a leader as well because you'll be able to just give them the sugar steps. And then when they come to you, if anyone comes to you and says, I'm doing sugar and it's not working, that's a place where you can really work from because you can see their content, you can see what they're doing, if there's something that needs to change, if there's a tweak that needs to happen, if you can tell that we need to work on the color match or the content on the social media, you'll be able to tell something. But when there's not a really clear guide, it's really easy to say, I'm working the business, I'm just not seeing any results. And then you're just kind of like, I don't know, what are you doing? So as long as they're doing sugar, 
I feel like I can 100% guarantee they will be seeing some results. And then from there, if you wanna add anything, if you wanna do more, that's fantastic. But you always wanna start with that fundamental sugar start. Does that sound good? Okay, cool. Okay, so I'm just going to kind of divert into my next um, leadership chat, and that has to do with the Enneagram. You guys can be honest. How many of you actually know your number? Oh my gosh, I am so proud. Thank you so much. The other ones that didn't raise your hands are probably sevens. I got you, girl. <laughs> The ones that raised your hands that didn't actually take the test are probably threes, and I love you too. Um, so we kind of had you sit together. I don't know if you really did, because you probably wanted to sit with your friends. But let's just go through, if you don't mind, will all the ones stand up? Nick's a one. He's got your back. <laughs> okay, cool. I love you. Okay, twos. Oh my gosh, we have a lot of twos. I love it. Thank you. Okay, threes. <laughs> I love those threes. I feel like a lot of direct sales companies, it would just be half the room's threes, the other half is eights. Okay, fours. We have a lot of fours. I didn't think we'd have very many fours. So thank you guys for being here. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> we love you. We need you. Okay, fives. Oh my gosh, I'm really proud of you guys too. This is not easy for you. Thank you. Okay, sixes. Nice crush. <laughs> Jumping up. Okay, my sevens. Didn't sit with her sevens, it's fine. <laughs> but all the sevens like to do a trick or something to get attention. Okay. Eights. Oh my gosh, I love you guys. And our nines. Wow! I'm proud of our nines. Good job. I'm a seven. I had a girl, after I was talking about it on Instagram, a girl um, messaged me and was like, I always used to wonder why you don't do get ready with me's every day, but now that I know you're a seven, it all makes sense. I hope that's not offensive. I was like, a little. <laughs> so sometimes I have people say, um, I like selling, I just don't like leading a team because I just feel like it's like a group project and I can't control anyone and make them do what I want them to do. And um, they're right. We can't really control anyone and anytime we try, we probably fail. Um, when I used to go to Al-Anon meetings, um, whoop, whoop, uh, there was a prayer we said, which is, God, grant me the serenity to accept the people I cannot change the courage to change the one I can, and the wisdom to know that that's me. <laughs> 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 
and I loved that. So we can't change people, we can't force people to do anything, but we can inspire people, and that's how we lead. When we lead with love, and we get to know people, and we come to them um, where they're at, we really can inspire others and change and help them change their own lives, which is really exciting. So the way that I have learned and the reason why I'm so passionate about the Enneagram is because I feel like it helps me lead so much in our team um, our, and with the artists and just understanding people and understanding myself helps me immeasurably. Um, a lot of people, when I first bring it up, will say, don't put me in a box, I don't wanna be put in a box. Um, and that's really not what the Enneagram is about. It's not about putting everyone in a box and telling them what they are. It's just kind of more about showing them the box they're in and how to get out of it. Um, and because we each have ways that we view the world and ways that we limit ourselves, and it's different for everybody. So what, what really resonates with one person and what really helps one person wouldn't necessarily feel the same for another person. So when you're leading your team, or even when you're sharing the product, the funny thing is, for the people that are really amazing at sharing the product and inspiring people to purchase it, I don't think they realize that they already are a leader. So you already do have those abilities to gain trust and inspire others. So when you apply that to a team, you're going to see the same results. Okay, so one, let's go through each number. And I just want to talk to you a little bit about one of the things I really love about this company is that we did have a, a, a pretty good handful of five stand-up, and we did have quite a range. I feel like we didn't have a really heavy one, any one number, and that's really amazing. I think that's where, where our strength is, because we have so many different kind of people coming from so many different lifestyles and motivations, and that's what gives us just that wealth of just diversity and makes our company feel like home. Because every home has a wide range of personalities, if they're anything like mine. So, let's start with one. Um, I wanted to do a funny meme for everyone. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is our life without ones. <laughs> If you don't know much about ones, they are amazing. My husband is a one, and there's a quote from To Kill a Mockingbird that I love so much, where Scout says, when she's talking about her dad, who I believe is a one, she says, life with him was routine and without him was unbearable. And that's how it is for us. We love you guys so much. And because they're so, they have such high integrity, you can always trust their integrity. They care about doing the right thing. Um, they are so committed and disciplined. I don't know how you guys get what you get done in a day. It's pretty amazing. My mom's also a one, and I'm, I'm just, I still can't keep up with her. So that's pretty amazing. One of the things that is hard on ones and that might be something as we're dealing with our ones and as you're dealing with yourselves is ones are really hard on themselves. They have an inner critic that um, really just gripes at you guys all the time and that must be really hard. Sevens don't have it so bad. 
So that must be really hard, and it's a hard burden to bear, but because you have such a high standard, you really elevate the rest of us, and it's, it's, I'm just so grateful for it. Um, so one of the things that might hold you back is just that, that need for perfection. Uh, it might hold you back from posting because it's not the perfect post, or it might hold you back from doing makeovers because you can't do it perfectly. Um, so that's one of the things to watch out for and to power through. Um, one of the things I think that this opportunity and this company can bring to you, you guys bring to us so much integrity and um, just that discipline. And I think what we can bring to you is if you are in line with our mission, I don't think you could feel any better than being a part of something that's special and that's honest like you guys, and that's doing a good thing. So, thank you. We love our ones. Okay, next number is two. We love our twos. <laughs> oh, twos, they're the best. <laughs> So twos have the truest desire to help, and we need that. They're honest to goodness, just wanting everyone to look their prettiest, and they're just so, they have such a high energy when it comes to helping others, and it's pretty incredible. I don't know how any of us would get home safely without our twos. <laughs> um, they're attracting to people, people flock to twos, and Everyone feels that genuine love from them, and it's really easy to love a two. You guys are really easy to love. Um, some of the things that might get in your way and some of the things the rest of us need to know about twos is they're pretty sensitive. Um, they do so much for everyone, and they don't ask for much in return, and it's really easy to forget to give them something in return. But all they really want is to be loved and to be appreciated and for people to think of them too. And they make it so easy to not. So watch out for that with the twos in your life. And um, twos, watch out for yourselves. When you start feeling like you're not um, being appreciated, it's really easy, and I think that's what's so cool about this system, is it's really easy to just think that people aren't living and appreciating you. But knowing that not everyone is, is noticing that, but that they really do love and appreciate you, maybe would help. And then being able to express your needs and tell people what you need and stick up for yourself is really important as well. So when you feel that courage and when you feel um, kind of safe in your own skin, you're just doing a really cool thing. So I think what this opportunity brings for you is just that ability to really be needed and for people to need you and for you to be able to help others and for them to be so appreciated of it. So thank you guys so much for being in our group. We love you. Okay, next number is threes. Woo! Threes totally blow me away. You guys have like energy for miles and miles and they're so highly motivated. Threes are achievers. Threes get the job done. Threes don't take sick days. What do you guys think about sick days? Boo. <laughs> my, 
my assistant is a three, and she was like, I don't care if I have the bird flu, I'm gonna get to class. It does not matter. <laughs> um, so we need threes. They push us, they, they achieve, they get to the highest levels, and they want that recognition. So it's so important for us when they're doing all of this and going so above and beyond, to make sure they're getting recognized for their achievements and to make sure we're telling them and showing them how much we appreciate them. And um, as threes, it can be hard sometimes um, when you get a little focused on numbers or a little too focused on, you know, where you're at. It can, it can I think, really swallow you up. So just always remembering to go back to the basics. Whenever you get caught up in that, go back to the basics, to the heart of why you're doing something and the love you have for the people around you. Um, but I think this really, this, this kind of setup is just unstoppable for threes because they can reach the highest of highs. No one can hold them back. And so uh, I think mascara is a great fit for you guys. So thank you for being here. Next up, fours. Where are my fours at again? Just sitting wherever you wanted. I get it. You needed to sit there. <laughs> okay. Fours bring creativity and feeling. Did you guys die over that song last night, Be Our Guest? It was written by a four. Of course. She had the whole idea and the whole song was written by her. So we would be lost without our fours. They bring a feeling and a meaning to the world that um, I think is really special and different. And different is key because they want to make sure that they are different and unique and that's really important to them, which is why this is their actual nightmare. <laughs> fours, seeing other fours that look too much like them might not be their favorite. They dress uniquely for a reason. Um, so fours love to to bring that creativity. You feel so excited when um, you have something special that other people don't have. Um, one of the things that could get in the way for fours with this is um, one, just having to kind of be out a lot and having to, um, fours are more, I guess, typically more introverted. Um, so it's a lot to have to do and it's a, it's a lot of being extroverted. But I think what, what you bring to us is that, that amazing ability to just see things in a different light, to be genuine, to have a genuine perspective. And because this company is in line with that and we love creativity and we love the genuineness and we really take all of the artists' opinions to heart, um, I think this is really a good fit for you. And I think it's so cool um, and it's such a growth moment for a four to be able to go out of their shell and be helping others and be doing that, that I think it's just a really good fit. So thanks for being part of us. Okay, fives. Fives are awesome. I love you guys. The three of you <laughs> that are here are amazing. <laughs> Isn't that good? Does that ring true to you guys that know fives? My Randy is a five. You guys know her, right? Probably not as much as you should. She's been here since day one, but because she's a five, she doesn't try to take the center stage ever. Um, fives are so cool. They are so 
interested in digging deep and discovering everything. Um, I'll just say like one thing to Randy, like I'll be like, oh, I don't know if Anand Syed really killed that guy and, or that girl. And then she'll be like 12 hours deep into it next time I see her. She'll come to me and be like, this is what I think, this is why, <laughs> this is how criminal justice works. <laughs> so it's pretty cool, the amount of knowledge and the amount, what's really cool about fives is they just, they're just so rational, which is really boring for the sevens and the fours half the time. So we're just like, can you get excited? Um, <laughs> but it's such a strong rock for us to have in our lives. And it's so cool to have that as part of mascara because um, people don't, what, what you guys bring to us is just credibility. If you guys are on board, then it's a really good thing. So you guys, you guys bring credibility and you bring that wealth of knowledge and you just bring that ability to see things as they are, to just like snuff out the drama and to just, just make the world a better place. So we're grateful to have you. And even though I know that it can be like wearing to be so social, um, I think that it's good for you guys, right? And, and we just love having you around. So we're being a little selfish making you be here. <laughs> Okay, sixes. I love my sixes. <laughs> I always feel sorry for sixes. You guys have a hard cross to bear. <laughs> okay, where are my sixes sitting? Okay, hi guys. So my sister's a six, and I'm always just like, and my son's a six, actually, and I'm always just like, I just feel guilty. Like, my motivation is to have fun, and yours is to just be safe? Like, that's sad. <laughs> um, but no, sixes are not a sad personality to have. I, we all love sixes. They're so empathetic. They care. They're there for us. Um, they're fun, they're funny. Um, they're just really fun to have around and they make sure to keep us safe. And they tell us when we're not or when we're being stupid. And we really appreciate that. <laughs> Where would we be without you? Um, I think it's, this business is such a good fit because people listen to you, people take your advice, people, and you have a lot to say, and you have a great way of saying it, and you know how to connect with others. Um, I think it can be hard second-guessing yourself, comparing yourself, worrying. Um, I think for sixes, a lot of them are attracted to just like a nine-to-five or something that's kind of a sure thing. Um, I know with the sixes in my life, it really doesn't matter how sure of a thing things are. It doesn't always feel that way. Um, but I think what's really cool and really good for sixes is getting that achievement and having something um, where you can kind of prove yourself to yourself, because you've proven yourself to everyone else, but when you prove yourself to yourself, I feel like it really strengthens you, and so I think it's a really good fit for you also. So thanks for being here. Okay, I think I'm like way over on time, so we'll hurry.
but I don't want to not talk about the sevens, eights, and nines. Okay, so sevens, where are my girls at? <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> okay, so sevens are fun. Um, they're fun loving. One way to describe a seven is like they never meet a stranger, right? We just want to love everyone and hang out with everyone and just not have really strong plans. Just pencil that in. We'll see. Because <laughs> um, we might see someone that's fun in the meantime. Um, sevens catch on to things quickly. They have, um, they usually have like a lot of talents. Um, it's really fun and easy to be a seven until we get out of control. <laughs> Luckily, I have a one in my life. We're like the total opposite, so he keeps me on track. And um, I probably drive him crazy. But um, our, what, what will get our, in our way, anytime we have all of that um, freedom, it's a great fit. But it also could really get in our way for being disorganized and not keeping to a schedule. So just holding ourselves to a really high standard. I feel like I'm being harsher to the sevens, but like, I get you guys. <laughs> I mean, our goodness is just so obvious. Um, no, just kidding. But so we have to just really, really hold ourselves to a really high standard of following through. Um, I have found that I don't ever even if I do one thing where it's like, I don't follow through with a plan one time, it's, it gets me, it's like scratching that itch. It gets me on a bad spiral. And it's just so easy to do because I can charm someone into not minding and it's no big deal. But um, if I hold myself to a really high standard and I don't cancel even the tiniest of plans, even the tiniest of plans that I made with myself, I become such a better person and really, um, achieve a whole lot more. I feel like if we just mix the organization with the other talents, we're totally unstoppable. So thank you for being here. It's such a good fit to have a seven in this because it is so flippin' fun, right? <laughs> Way fun job. Um, so I'm glad, I'm glad we can be here. So thanks, you guys. Okay, eights. Where are my eights at? all over. You guys don't, you're not going to listen to us telling you what to do. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Um, I love eights. You guys are natural leaders, so it's an obvious place. <laughs> and eights, you like to have a debate, right? It's not an argument, it's a debate. Um, I love the eights in my life. We need you guys. When all the twos are not really saying how they feel, we gotta have the eights around to be like, okay, hold up, what are you saying? No, that's not happening. Um, the eights are strong leaders. They stick up for the little guy. That's one of the most amazing things about eights is how would have any of us got through school without eights having our back? Thank you. <laughs> Especially the dorkiest of us. We needed you, and we still need you. The eights are, they have a high energy, they say the truth, they're not afraid to fight the good fight. 
Um, and they stick up for the little guy, and that's such an amazing element of AIDS. Um, one thing that can get, I think, in the way of AIDS is um, coming off a little harsh, right? <laughs> I love it. I can take the harsh, but we got to deal with the nines and the twos, and we have to really work around it. So just knowing when you have AIDS in your life that they're not trying to be harsh, um, they're just trying to be honest, and, um, and knowing even if you have a spat that the eight forgives you, they got over it. And that's great, thank you. <laughs> Just don't betray them. That's all I ask. <laughs> Just tell them the truth, it's not worth it. Okay, nines. Oh, well thank you eights for being part of the group. I love you. Okay, nines, this is so true. <laughs> Um, everybody loves you, nines. You're over here? Over here. Everybody loves you. You're easy to love. Um, nines are so easy to get along with. They go with the flow. They're peacemakers. They want everything to be good all the time. Um, and they're just really nice and really they're, they're glue. We just adore nines. Um, you have a way about you. And the fact that you're in this company is so exciting because nines, I, I feel like, too, wouldn't necessarily be just in any direct sales company. It would have to be a pretty special one, right? I know. I love that. Um, I think one of the ways that we can help support our nines is a lot of times it's easy probably for you guys to kind of talk yourselves out of bugging anyone, right? It's like, okay, well, if I go live, is that gonna interrupt anyone's breakfast? And that would probably be annoying. So I, I just won't do it. It's fine, it's fine. Um, so don't talk yourself out of it. People want to hear it, they need to hear it. You're not bugging them. You're giving them something amazing. And um, as, as supporters of nines, just remembering that about them, that they're just gonna kind of be in the background doing their thing, being nice and, um, and they really, they, but they still really need us to support them and know that they're there and care and know that um, they do want our help even though they'll never take it unless you force it upon them. So for nines, it is really, really good for you guys to reach goals and to um, have something that's your own that you do special. And so don't lose sight of that. Stay with us. We're good for you too, I promise. So hopefully I've inspired you guys a little bit to get a little bit more into this. It doesn't have to run your world, but it does help with leadership so that instead of running your wheels and saying, oh, I'm doing all these things for this person, as you go through it, you'll learn what one person loves, another person, it drives them crazy. And so for instance, with fours, and fives, they're both kind of withdrawn. So if you meet, a, meet them, you might think, well, what I've always done with shy people is it's like my gift to you is I can tell that you're shy, so I'm going to ignore you because I'm sure that you don't want the spotlight. That's probably really annoying for you. And so it's just like, I feel like I have to like hold myself back, just let them be shy. Um, 
Where with a four, they actually don't even want you to do that. They still want you to talk to them. They just don't want to have to like beg for your attention. And with a five, they really do want you to ignore them. Don't bother them. <laughs> so uh, that's just like a one little key of just when you learn that, you can really treat people how they want to be treated. The golden rule isn't enough. The platinum rule is treating people not how you want to be treated, but how they want to be treated. And shockingly, guys, it's different, way different. So thank you guys so much. I think the next speaker is a little bit more exciting than I am. <laughs> Don't be nervous. I may or may not have gone into the case next door and taken this out and tried it on. <laughs> That's what happened. The security guard was sleeping. Seems to be happening a lot these days. <laughs> that was bad. Okay, so nobody got it anyway. I got it. All right, thank you. Here's the cool thing about this. Let me tell you what she did. She took the straps. If you are broad-shouldered, you can put them out here. If you're not broad-shouldered, you take it off and you put it on the inside. Is that not the coolest thing? Did you really know what that? it is, Billy. No? You can do, you can. That's not what it was? I totally I like thought that's it. what it was. No, it's a good idea. Yeah. I don't know that there's that big of difference in the broadness of shoulders though. Well. well. It gives you options to wear it as an over the shoulder bag. Right. Or as a backpack. Or okay. you can just, you yeah. know, if you. Oh, you put it, it on as a yeah. tote. Yes, yes. That's what it. it's for. Yes, it can be a tote. You can girls are so creative. We are, huh? Wait, yeah. We have fours, did, we have fives. Did you open it up? I... Watch this. Watch. Okay, but wait. What? <laughs> you hate when you have to, like, dig into a bag and it turns into the black hole? Not <sighs> this one. Uh-uh. Look at that. The milk products. Look, look. Insulated. Everything fits. All the stuff right Put there. Put your extra tins right here. Your brushes fit in this silicone so it won't scratch your brushes. This is genius. A little pocket for your phone. Yep. And then, thank you. And then a little mascara emblem on the side. Pretty cool. So incredible. Hey, that number thing was great. My number wasn't up there. You're a three. Let's be honest. I was going to say I was a 10, but, you know. Oh, that, my God. That was, it wasn't there. Okay. No? I'll let you okay. take this maybe, maybe, a, maybe years ago I would have been a 10. Let's hear it for Kara. That was awesome. All right. Are we excited about our next speakers? Well. So people are most familiar with this couple from watching their life stories unfold on the reality TV show, Juliana and Bill, right? You've watched it? Absolutely. Dynamic and highly sought after as speakers, Juliana and Bill travel around the world focusing on topics that continue to inspire and motivate audiences of all sizes with a very entertaining and engaging approach to storytelling. 
Combined, Bill and Juliana have over 7 million followers on their social media platforms. No lie, last week I hit 1,000 and I was so excited. 7 million people. That's crazy. So please help me in welcoming one of the most beloved couples. But first, I'm only going to bring out Bill. So please welcome to the stage, Bill Rancic. There he is. All right. Good morning. No, no, no. Let's do that again. Good morning. Ah, we're talking. This side of the room seems a little more awake than this side. Let's try that again. Let me hear you. How about over here? Come on, ladies. Um, it is great to be here, I gotta tell you. So many successful entrepreneurs. It's great to be in Las Vegas. What an amazing journey this company has had in the last two years. So uh, Julianne and I are thrilled to be here. But I gotta be honest, for me, it's great to be in a room full of adults. I'll be honest with you. And I'll explain. Um, my sister Karen works for us, and she handles a lot of these events that I do, and Juliana does, and, and she has a hard time saying no when people call. And she recently got a call from a young woman who was part of the Delta Gamma sorority house at Purdue University. And uh, we got some Delta Gammas in the house. And this woman called up and asked if I would come and speak at Purdue University on behalf of the Delta Gamma sorority house. And my sister said I would love to. I'm not going to lie to you, I was kind of looking forward to it. I thought I was going to be the big man on campus. This would be a lot of fun. Two of my buddies found out I was going. They wanted to come with me. So there we are. We've got our suits on. We're heading to the airplane. We're about to walk out the door. And lo and behold, there's Juliana. And she starts laughing. And I said, honey, what in the world is so funny? She said, you know, you guys think when you get there, you're going to be the big men on campus. But let me explain to you how it's really going to go down. When you get there, everyone is going to think you're there for Parents Weekend. I hate when she's right, because lo and behold, there I am at the Delta Gamma sorority house, and this young woman came running up to me, and she starts going on and on and on, how she never missed an episode of The Apprentice, and she watched it each week, and I'm kind of smiling, and then she went on to tell me that she was in the sixth grade when the show was on, and that her grandmother was really the fan. It made me feel really old really fast. Um, but it's hard to believe that that season of The Apprentice was over 15 years ago. Many of you probably were in grade school or in fifth grade when that happened. Uh, but for me, it was a life-changing event. Uh, and I got to travel all over the world and, and all over the country. And everywhere I go, people would always ask me the same question. They would always ask me, did you know you were going to win that business competition show when you first started taping? And I'm always very honest with people. I had no idea. I was competing with 15 other contestants. We had people from Harvard and Yale and all these fancy schools. I was just a small business owner from Chicago. I tell them I didn't know where I was going to stack up in the mix. But I go on to tell them, if you were to ask my mom, my mom claimed she knew I was going to win that business show when I was 10 years old. And when I was 10 years old, my mom knew that I was cut from a different cloth. And it all began on my parents' wedding anniversary weekend. My mom and dad were heading out of town to celebrate their wedding anniversary, and they wanted to have some quality time alone. So they shipped me off to my grandmother's for the weekend. And I wasn't happy about it, but I went. And I woke up Saturday morning, and lo and behold, there was my grandmother in the kitchen, and she was cooking breakfast. And I was probably like many of you. I was very inquisitive as a kid. I would always ask a million questions. How does this work? What goes here? Why are you doing that? So I started to inundate my grandmother with all these questions. And she decided to pull me in the kitchen that day and teach me how to cook. So I spent eight hours in my grandmother's kitchen that morning mastering the art of making 
the pancake. Blueberry, chocolate chip, banana, you name it, I could make it. So I went to bed that night, and I woke up Sunday morning, and I popped out of bed, and I raced into my grandmother's kitchen, and the first thing I did is I picked up her telephone, and I called all the old ladies who lived in my grandmother's neighborhood, and I invited them to come over for a pancake breakfast. Oh my gosh, right? Just wait. So I made them this wonderful breakfast. I'm flipping these pancakes in the air. They loved it. They thought it was the neatest thing that ever seen this 10-year-old kid making pancakes. And then when they left, uh, I made a rather interesting discovery. When they left, I started to clear their plates away from the table, and I discovered that each and every one of those ladies left a $5 bill underneath her plate. I thought, huh, I'm onto something here. So I took that money, I put it in my pocket, I went back home, and I kept my mouth shut the whole week. Friday afternoon, the school bus dropped me off in front of my parents' house, and I went blazing in the front door, demanding that my mom take me to my grandmother's for the weekend. Well, this went on for the next five weekends, and my mom couldn't quite understand this new relationship that I'd formed with my grandmother. And then she was in my room one day putting something away, and my mom made a rather interesting discovery of her own. She found a stack of $5 bills hidden in my sock drawer. And any mom out there would panic, just like my mom did. And she immediately sat me down, and she demanded to know where a 10-year-old boy was able to come up with all this cash money. And I had to fess up. I was running a makeshift restaurant out of my grandmother's house. <laughs> my mom put that business to an end immediately. She claimed I was fleecing these old ladies out of their Social Security checks. When I look back on that experience now, of course I didn't know it at the age of 10, I learned two very important lessons about business from that. One was the importance of recognizing an opportunity, but seizing that opportunity. Most people go through life and they see opportunity all around them. It's the very few that reach out, grab a hold of it, and do something with it. And I think everyone in this room has that trait because that's why you're here today. Secondly, you give, give yourselves a round of applause. Secondly, I learned the importance of using empathy in business. And before I came on, I heard the platinum rule, right? And the platinum rule is very similar to being able to use empathy in business. And a lot of people think empathy in business is giving someone a hug or feeling sorry for someone. That's not the case. The most successful entrepreneurs are the ones who use empathy in business. And what I mean by that is being able to see the world through your customer's eyes rather than your own eyes. And so many of us let our egos get in the way. I'm going to talk a little bit about that later. But when, you're empathy, when you use empathy in business, you're able to understand their perspective and fill their needs with greater success. You know, Steve Jobs was a great example of that. And he once said, people don't know what they want until you show it to them. And I think that's right. He understood how to solve people's problems by using empathy in business. And he did a very good job of it. So... That was how I got my start as an entrepreneur. It began in my grandmother's kitchen. and I came from a very middle-class family. I grew up in a, a suburb of Chicago. Any Chicago people here? I met someone's husband in the elevator from Chicago today. That was your husband? What a, the guy's like built like a brick house, by the way. And who are the ladies who let me cut in line from them this morning at coffee? Thank you. Thank you. Um, so that was my start. I grew up in Chicago, very middle-class family. I worked my way through college, uh, washing and waxing boats in a town called New Buffalo, Michigan. And when I got out of college, I took a job in corporate America um, selling metal. And I'd been on the job about three or four months, and I watched a fellow who'd been there for 30 years get fired for no other reason than greed. The two owners of this company, 
They pulled this guy in the office and they fired him after 30 years of service. And I watched this guy pack up his office and his car drove away from that building and I, I got a, a pain right here in my heart. And I said to myself, I'm never gonna let that happen to me. And I left the office that day determined to start my own company, to take control of my destiny. And I searched and I searched and I searched and six months into my search, I was sitting at an outdoor cafe and these three European gentlemen sat down at the table next to me and they pulled out the biggest cigars I'd ever seen. And they were smoking these cigars and it was just the neatest thing ever. This is back in 1994 when the cigar trend was just about to take off. And I, I was sitting there and a, a bolt of lightning came down and struck me with this idea. I'm going to create the first ever Cigar of the Month Club. No one had ever done this. Every month I'll send five cigars to people's homes. I'll generate a newsletter to teach them about the products we're sending them. And I thought people may want to give this as a gift, so I'll put a little note card in the box as well. So I left the cafe and I went over to my buddy John's apartment and I pitched him on the idea. And he was on board, so we decided to become business partners. And we had $24,000 between the two of us. And we started our company in my buddy's 400 square foot studio apartment. That was our world headquarters. We pushed his bed in the corner and we got some used desks and some used computers from my brother-in-law. And I got seven 1-800 phone lines piped in this little apartment. And before we started this business, I had one thing I had to do. I had to go in and I had to quit my job at that metals company. And I went in and I sat down with the two owners of that company and I looked them in the eye and I said, I'm gonna be a millionaire one day. And I said, this is my idea. And you know what they did? They laughed. They laughed. They said, a cigar of the month club? <laughs> That's the craziest idea we've ever heard. They said, it's so crazy that we're going to keep your office here because when you run out of money in six weeks, we're going to hire you back with a 20% pay cut. Ooh, not quite the words of encouragement I was hoping for from these guys, right? But how many people in this room have been told they couldn't do something? Just about everybody here, right? And there's nothing better than proving people wrong, right? Doesn't that feel good? So I left that office that day and I was really mad and I was determined to prove these two fellows wrong and I knew the only way my business was gonna work is much like your businesses. I had to get out and reach as many people as I could. Now this is before social media, right? So I didn't have Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. So I had to do something a little bit different and I, I went back to our world headquarters in that apartment and I sat down at our used computer and I typed a letter. And in the letter, I explained how this Cigar of the Month Club worked. And at the end of the letter, I asked for help. And I took the letter and I put it inside of an envelope. And I put the envelope inside of a box because I knew a box would always get opened before a letter. And I put some cigars in that box. And then I went to a local costume shop and I bought a pair of these thick Coke bottle nerd glasses that you might wear on Halloween. And I taped a little note right on the bridge of those glasses. And the note read, please take a closer look at my business idea. And I sealed the box up and I made 10 of them and I sent them to the top 10 morning radio shows in Chicago. And about a week after those packages went out, my phone rang. And I got a call from the producer of the number one morning drive radio show in Chicago in 1994. It was the Jonathan Brandmeier morning radio show. And she said, Brandmeier will have you on his show for five minutes to talk about this Cigar of the Month Club. She said, make your five minutes count, kid. Everyone in this room knows the value of five minutes, right? It's the difference between winning and losing between getting a sale and losing the sale, between establishing a relationship and losing a relationship. So I go to the radio station the morning I'm supposed to and, and I meet this Brandmeier guy and we hit it off instantly. And my five minutes turned into 35 minutes at the heart of morning rush hour and he starts telling his listeners how he's been a member of this Cigar of the Month Club for years, 
I'm like, oh my Lord, what am I going to do here? He'd given it to his brothers for Christmas and they loved it. I mean, this guy was going on and on and on, right? He was a great marketer. But he kept giving out my 1-800 number every 15 or 20 seconds. So I finished the interview and I had to sprint back to the office. It was about three quarters of a mile because I couldn't get a cab that day. And I kicked the door open and there's my partner and he has one phone on his left ear, one on his right ear. Every phone in that office is ringing. And I lean over and I pick up the first phone I can get my hands on. And I take an order from this woman and she orders a 12-month subscription to the Cigar of the Month Club. Thank you. Now, I got to be honest with you. I had to pause and I had to ask her, are you sure? (laughs) It's $40 a month. She was sure. So I hung up the phone and I looked over at my partner, John. I said, John, looks like we're going to be in business for at least a year. (laughs) We've got a 12-month subscription we need to fulfill here recognizing opportunity and seizing it. I took that same letter with those glasses and I sent them to radio stations in New York and Los Angeles and Seattle and Detroit. And all these radio stations were having me on the air and it wasn't costing me a penny. Now, when you're an entrepreneur, like everyone in this room is, you try to take a good idea and make it better, make it more efficient, make it more profitable. You are never satisfied with the status quo, right? That's the truly successful people. You challenge the status quo even when the status quo is working. And although these phones are ringing and ringing and ringing, I said to myself, how can I get these phones to ring even more? Now, I said, if this works with radio, what's the next logical step? TV. That's right. I'm from Chicago. Oprah Winfrey's from Chicago, right? I was determined to get on the Oprah show. I thought Oprah and I could sit on the couch and have a cigar together, talk about what a great gift this would make. So I modified that letter, and I went to that costume shop, and I bought every pair of those Coke bottle nerd glasses I could get my hands on, and I made 50 of these packages, and I sent them out to every daytime talk show on television. One week goes by, no call. Two weeks go by, no call. Third week, I got my first phone call. It was Thursday of that week. I'll never forget. Uh, And it wasn't the call I'd hoped for. I got a call from the producers of the Danny Bonaducci daytime talk show. Does anyone remember Danny Partridge from the Partridge line? Well, he had a nationally syndicated daytime talk show that was on the air for six weeks before it got canceled. I got on that show twice in the six weeks. But then I got on Good Morning America, and I got the products on CNN. And within the first 30 days, we had those phone lines put in that little apartment. We had over 1,000 members getting these packages sent to their home each and every month. And then, thank you. Then Father's Day came and we got 4,000. And then the next holiday season came and we got 6,000. And this thing kept growing and growing and growing. And we had to adjust and react and adapt to the changing times. But I was able to sell that business in 2001. And just as I had sold that business, uh, I got an opportunity to be on the very first season of The Apprentice. Anyone, ever, anyone remember that show? It was happened very quickly. I don't want to bore you with the details. But they had 215,000 people apply They narrowed it down to 50, and then they picked 16. So I was the last one chosen out of all those people. I was actually the 17th contestant chosen. Someone had to drop out for some reason. I was the alternate, and then they asked me to be on this show. Thank you. So we competed for 10 weeks, battled it out. Very smart people, Harvard, Yale, Wharton, top people all over the country. And week by week by week, they started falling by the wayside. And before I knew it, it was just down to me and one other person. This guy happened to have his MBA from Harvard, right? Really smart guy, hard worker, the small business entrepreneur versus the Harvard MBA. In front of 30 million people came the moment of truth. Live television, President Trump says, you're hired. 
And it was absolutely an incredible day for me because it changed my life. And from that moment on, I was whisked away and I had to go on a tour of all these talk shows, Larry King and Ellen and all these crazy shows that were out there. And I finished that two-week tour and I, I made my way back home to Chicago. And I remember sitting on my couch for the first time and I started to reflect on what had just happened. And I remember asking myself, why me? What separated me from the pack of all these people who wanted to win this? 215,000 people who won. And I think there were three reasons why I was able to win this. And I think these are why people are successful in business. The first one is I understood and I practice a term called practical execution. Now, what does that mean? Practical execution means actions speak louder than words. Most people go through life and they talk an amazing game. They're going to climb this mountain. They're going to write this book. They're going to achieve this number of sales in the next quarter. But most people don't do it. The truly successful ones put their heads down, they keep their mouths shut, and they let, let their actions speak louder than their words. Secondly, I, I understood the importance of agility. Agility is probably one of the greatest assets you can have. And what I mean by that is you have to be able to recognize that sometimes you have to adjust and react to what's happening around you, right? So many people get caught up in their comfort zone and they don't want to change, they don't want to do anything different, and they look back on the end of their careers and they have great disappointment. When you have agility, you're able to say, wait a minute, the world around me is changing. I need to be the one who adjusts and reacts. If I don't, I will become extinct. And lastly, it's about risk. It's about understanding risk, respecting risk, managing risk, and converting that risk into success. Now, success is a funny word, and I often wonder, you know, why are some people successful in this world? and others not. And for me, the answer is quite simple. In fact, it comes down to one word, and that word is fear. I don't know if you knew this, but when we're born into this world, we're only born with two natural fears, the fear of falling and the fear of loud noises. And every other fear we have is learned. And so many people are afraid they're going to fail. They're afraid they're going to make a mistake. They're afraid what their friends or their colleagues are going to say about an innovative idea that they never even try. And in my opinion, that's the biggest failure of them all. I think it was Emerson who once said, always, always, always do what you're afraid to do and success will find you. So for me, I knew all about fear. Uh, you know, I had to go work on a high-rise project in Chicago. I never built a high-rise. Uh, but I was able to meet a lot of very successful people. And one thing I love to do is I love to people watch. Any people watchers out there? Right? You can learn so much good and bad by people watching. And I was fortunate enough over the last 15 years to meet some of the greatest entrepreneurs our generation has ever produced. And I asked myself, why are these people in that rare air? What are they doing differently than all of us? And I realized they all have different personalities, but they all have three identical traits that I now try to emulate, and I hope you will too when you get back to your hometowns. The first one is they're all creative. They find creative ways to market themselves, market their products, get themselves known within their community. They find their version of those Coke bottle glasses. Secondly, they're good decision makers. So many people go through life and they have one foot on the boat and they have one foot on the pier and they don't know whether to go to sea or stay in land, right? That they never get anywhere. And again, at the end of their careers, they look back with tremendous regret because they didn't commit one way or the other. You know, analysis paralysis. You have to be able to recognize opportunity and seize those opportunities in a timely manner. Otherwise, those opportunities will pass you by one by one by one.
And thirdly, they all have that never quit, never make excuse mindset. And let me tell you what I see today with most of these people. The minute times get tough or there's a, there's a stumble in the road, most people do this. They point to their left and they point to their right and they blame everyone and everything around them. We had a bad winter, the economy, taxes, they come up with every single excuse in the book. The people who are in that rare air, they don't do this. You know what they do? They do this. They point the finger at themselves because they realize at the end of the journey, there's no one else to blame except the person that's staring back at them in the mirror. So those are the people that are in the rare air. And then uh, many years ago, I did a show for the a Network where I got to work with small business owners that were failing. And I did 10 of them all across the country, and I really spent a lot of time and effort in realizing what they were doing wrong. And these people were all on the verge of going bankrupt. And they all had three identical traits that I try to avoid. First one is they're all reactive rather than proactive, right? This gets back to ego. You see, when they're reactive, they wait for these problems to come up, and they try to solve these problems because it makes them feel important. It makes them feel needed. The successful ones are anticipating the problems and coming up with a solution before that problem even rears its head. Secondly, these people who are failing, they all surround themselves around negative people. Interesting study I read, it said the majority of the people we come into contact with in our lifetimes will be negative. It said you're never going to be able to avoid these people, but when you're aware of who they are and what their intentions are, you negate their power. And when you're doing something spectacular, when you're on a road upward, when you're bettering yourself, working hard, there's always going to be those people around you, sometimes people who are closer than you think, who are jealous, who are envious, who wish they had your drive, your ambition, your vision, your appetite for risk, but they don't. So they try to pull you down in order to build themselves up. Be careful of those people in your life. And lastly, it's about the power of potential. Most of these people didn't realize the power that they had, the power of potential. You see, we let people put limitations on ourselves instead of us telling people what we can and cannot do. And I think that's probably one of the best assets we can have for ourselves. Now, after I won The Apprentice and I was able to go on and do some other businesses, uh, I was very fortunate to do some charity work. And I was at the Boys and Girls Club in Santa Monica doing a remodel. And there happened to be a young lady there that came to interview me. She was tall. She was skinny. She had this microphone with a funny E on it. Didn't know much about her. But she was a little nervous. I was a little nervous. And at the end of the interview, I was uh, really kind of dorky. Uh, I asked her if she wanted to go jogging sometime. God, how could I have done that, right? And she looked back and she said, how about dinner instead? And that was the start of our love affair. And it was the greatest day of my life. Uh, it turns out that she blossomed into an amazing entrepreneur. She took her show from the lowest rated show on the network to the number one show on the network. She, yeah, thank you. She came to America, didn't speak English, and she became a New York Times best-selling author. She has a makeup or a, a skincare line called Fountain of Truth. She is my partner in the restaurant business. We own a line of Prosecco together. She has an incredibly successful line of clothing on the HSN network. And she's the most amazing mother that our son Duke could ever ask for. She's also a breast cancer survivor and an amazing philanthropist. And guess what? 
today is her birthday. Can we sing happy birthday and get Julianne out of here? One, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Where are you at, honey? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. I had to get that on Insta story. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. Oh my God. There's just... more. There's Thank more. You. Oh, <laughs> this is my dream come true. Right? I did compete in the Miss Maryland pageant and did not win, so this is a dream. Thank you. <laughs> you are too sweet. Thank you so much. Thanks, everyone. How are you? Before it falls off. That was so nice. Thank you, honey. What a wonderful What a great audience, by the way. Thank you, thank you all. It's a great audience. Oh, thank you so much. I'll take them back for you. Oh, I'm going to bring those home. All right. Um, well, thank you all so much for having me. First of all, I was watching backstage. How amazing is Bill Rancic? Doesn't he have such great advice? And I got to tell you, um, you know, you were talking about the different things I'm involved in, and Bill has been an incredible uh, source of advice and guidance uh, for me throughout the years. And I think that's so important, and I think that's the reason so many of you are here today. First of all, you work for an amazing company. Yeah with so much potential for each and every one of you to realize your dreams and your career goals. Um, and, you know, being here, being here this weekend, I'm sure you all are getting great advice on how to really take things to the next level. And that's what it's all about. You never stop learning. You never stop growing. And you never know where you're going to get incredible information and information that could really take you to the place you want to go. So thank you all for having me here today. And I'm just thrilled to be here. Thank so, you. <laughs> what a great audience. So um, I've got a little surprise. On your birthday, I thought we would do something a little bit different. You're used to interviewing all these celebrities. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought today I'm going to test out my skills. Okay. I'm watching you over the last 20 years on E. I'm going to interview you today. Oh, okay. Is that Rancid? okay with everybody? And you are like some... my George Clooney, by the way, mm -hmm. so love you. Um, so let's start at the beginning. You What's love George? That? Better than oh, George. Wow. <laughs> i got to come here more often. <laughs> this is great. I'll be back next year. Oh, there we go. Um, so you, a lot of people don't know this, but you grew up in Naples, Italy. I did. Um, you came to America on vacation with your family. You didn't speak a lick of English, and you never went back. Yeah. So tell us about that and... and how you were able to overcome so many obstacles because you were put in a school where no one spoke Italian. Exactly. I mean, look, first of all, just being here today, A, there's nowhere I'd rather be on my birthday than in a room of amazing women. Inspirational, incredible women who are out there doing it and realizing their dreams. And that's how I am. That's how I am right from the very beginning. Um, and, and second of all, I'm also here to prove to you, and I hope I prove this to you by the very end of this talk here, uh, that if I can do it, if I can realize my dreams and my career goals, every single person in this room can do it. Because I did come here as a young girl to America. I did not speak a lick of English. Um, and right from day one, being in public school in Washington, D.C., 
you know, no one spoke Italian. I didn't speak English. Uh, and, and it was tough. You know, I sat in the back of a classroom. I had no friends and I really had to find my way. Um, so it was interesting because at the end of the day, after school, I would go home and I learned English watching television and watching everything from Sesame Street to the local news. And before I knew it, I, I spoke English and I also loved everything about being an anchor woman and a reporter, and I think that's where that initial drive to become a TV host and anchor woman uh, really came from at a young age, was trying to find that outlet uh, where I could communicate with other people. And so, yeah, so I, I went on to, look, I wasn't the best student, let's be honest. I didn't go to an Ivy League school, but you don't need to do that. You don't need to do that. You don't need to have that to become successful. And I'm definitely proof of that. And so, yeah, my, my dream was always from the very beginning to be an, an anchor woman. I didn't quite know how to do that. I had no connections in Hollywood. Uh, but after college, I went out to L.A. I, I studied journalism in college. I did know that. I'm like, all right, let me study, you know, what, what I need to know in terms of this business. And uh, I went out to L.A., but I did a series of jobs. I worked in retail. I was a hostess on Sunset Boulevard. I was an assistant. I did it all. Um, and then eventually an opportunity came five years later after I moved to LA. I was down and out. I was this close to moving back to Maryland where I was living with my family before I left. And, uh, and finally a phone call came in. After years of sending my demo reel, my tape, to E! Entertainment, they called me and said, come in for a one-week audition for E! News. We're looking for a new reporter. And I was the 39th person trying out for the job. That's impressive. So you got, you got the job, but it didn't come easy because you got a week trial. Yeah. And tell them what happened because there was a little bit of a, a faux pas. Yeah, I got fired. Um, I didn't want to say that. <laughs> so, or asked to not come back. Um, so basically it was interesting. So when I went to E, here I am, and I've got this opportunity I've been waiting a lifetime for. And we come across these moments in our lives, right? And what was funny about it was I, I really thought about what that Monday at E! was going to look like, right? Going to this audition. And I was watching E! News over and over again, and there was a real temptation to want to act just like the girls who are already on the show, right? The anchor and the reporters. And when I went in that Monday, I thought, you know what? I kind of had this moment, and I thought, obviously they already have that and they're looking for something different. So I'm just gonna be myself and they're either gonna like it or they're not. And if they like it, this is the right place for me. And I went in and <laughs> I went to a premiere. They, that was my test, I went to a premiere and got to ask my own questions. And they were interesting questions. Um, they weren't your typical red carpet questions. That's an understatement. Okay. And. Um, <clears throat> they were a little racy at times, um, but I was just having fun. They were kind of flirty. They were kind of fun. And um, when it aired the next day with my questions, when the segment aired on E! News, people were just like, some people were super amused and like, oh my God, what is this? This girl's nuts. And some people were like, this is kind of inappropriate. You know, it's too personal. Um, but it's so funny because that was almost 20 years ago. And now all interviews are like that, impersonal and fun. But at the time, it was really cutting edge. Like People didn't understand it. And I thought, but this is who I am. I'm just going to roll with it. Because 
no one can do you better than yourself. You know what I mean? And so for me, it was like, just be you and hopefully they're going to love it and it's going to be different and refreshing. And so a lot of people didn't get it. Um, I, they were like, you know what? That was great. Thank you so much. You can take your caboodles kit and hit the road. <clears throat> and um, I was gone. And about six months later, I get a call to come back to E. They want to have a meeting. And I was announced as the new reporter at E! News. And thank you. And when it was announced to the newsroom, people were pretty shocked. Um, and I remember the word used was, well, you know, we looked at a lot of people, over 40 people, and the reason we're hiring Juliana is because we thought that, you know, it was a breath of fresh air. She brought something new to the table, and she was irreverent. And I was like, yeah, irreverent. And so I went to my desk and Googled the word irreverent. I was like, what, is that good? Is that bad? I'm so confused. And um, it's good. Uh, but, it, you know, it's different. It's fun. And, and I think being here today and really looking out at this crowd and, and seeing what you all do and having researched a lot of what you do, what can you bring to the table that's different? And I think that's one of my biggest pieces of advice here today. Trust me, I had that temptation too to kind of try to fit a mold and look at who was successful and how can I be like that person. Um, but you know what? No. What can you bring to the table that's different, that gets people's attention? Because that's what we want to see. We want to see you. We want to see who you are, your authentic self. And in the end, authenticity is everything, especially in a business like this especially when you're trying to break through and get people's attention on social media, especially, which is the way we market these days and advertise these days and get our uh, brands out there and our names out there. Uh, so what can you be doing on social media that is different? And I think that that's something that I've always um, really focused on and think I've done a pretty good job at. And, um, and I think that that's really important for all of you today is like, what can you bring to the table in terms of how you market yourself? You know, I see a lot of people out there with their notebooks, which I think is amazing because people want to go back to their homes and do better. They want to be able to leave here and be better than when they came. So if there were three things that you would say, when you go back home next week, this is what I would suggest you do. And I know one of them, and it's about the work ethic. So tell them your three tips for success, if you will. Yeah, so um, it's not easy, right? It's not easy being number one. <laughs> and you're going to get to number one. And, and, and that's number one kind of to yourself. Do you know what I mean? Becoming the best you can be. One thing I love, a quote that I love is, because she competes with no one, no one can compete with her. And I love that quote. Say that again so they can write that down. <laughs> but it's a great quote. Because she competes with no one. No one can compete with her. This isn't about looking out there and going, okay, what's everyone else doing, right? And I, I, I want to be better than this person. I'm going to uh, compete with this person. It's right here, right? It's competing with yourself, being better month after month, year after year. And, and that's really, really important. It's just walking out of here today and knowing this is a race with yourself, right? And seeing how good you can become at this and how successful you can become. And it's not about anyone else. And I truly mean that. Bill can tell you, I don't pay attention to anyone else and what other people are doing. I'm, I don't have time because you know what? I need that time to focus on myself and making myself better and my business bigger. And 
just really, for me, I would rather spend more time looking at what the consumer wants and the customer wants than what other people are doing. And one thing, and I will tell you right now, from years of doing this, you know, at one point uh, when Twitter first started and when Twitter was big, I remember LA Times came out with an article about the top uh, 10, 10 or 20 women in the world with the biggest Twitter following, and I was on that list. I remember like Lady Gaga was on that list. So at a very early time, I got in, to Twitter, but look, a lot of people were on Twitter, but what was I doing differently? And a lot of people were asking me. And I'll tell you, I was responding and engaging to everyone. And I made Twitter part of my job, you know? And I loved it. I loved talking to people, engaging with people, answering questions. So really taking, kind of incorporating social media into your job and the day-to-day, -day, maybe more than you're doing, even more than you're doing now, I think is so important and having meaningful relationships and discussions with people, making them feel like you're really listening to them and also not just always promoting or selling. I found that very early on uh, was critical. So people wanna see your personality and they wanna see who you are, they wanna see your family, they wanna see other things you love in life, they wanna see a variety of things on your social and I think that's really important too. So they fall in love with you as a person, that way when you do talk about what it is you're promoting, um, it's more authentic and, and they're more intrigued by it and they feel more involved in that part of your life as well. You create loyalty and I, and I think you do a very good job of it, but we also um, have a restaurant chain called RPM Restaurants. We have, okay, great. But we do, we, our group does a very good job of that. We don't just say, hey, come in and spend your money at our restaurant. We say, here's how you can cook a beautiful steak at home or here's Mama DePandy's Bucatini recipe you can cook at home. Mama Depandi, yes. All right. But we try to give them th tools or provide them with content that's going to make their lives better. And we hope by doing that, it creates some loyalty between us and our customers where they're going to want to come in um, and reciprocate that. So we think that's very, very important. And I think you do a very good job of that with giving advice and giving tips. And you retweet people. You're always trying to help promote other, you know, small businesses and you know, the mom and pops on Main Street, you do a very good job of that. And, and I've learned a lot from you on social media. That was another thing, too, I, I think is really important. Two other things about social media that I hope you take away from today. Um, you know, when I, when I went to E, I wasn't, uh, you know, of those 39 people, I didn't have maybe the, the education on paper that other people had. Maybe I wasn't the prettiest. Yes, whatever. you were. No, I was. Well, to Bill, maybe now. To Bill, I was. But I wasn't. But, you know. But you know what? That doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. What I did, though, was I embraced myself and my strengths, and I wasn't afraid to put them out there, and I wasn't afraid of what people would think of them. So, like, social media right now, when I started at E, whew, I wish I had social media when I started at E. When I started at E, we didn't have that. You have that now. It is so powerful. The opportunity to go on Insta Story or make videos of just showing your true self. And people just want to see like what, you know, you don't have to have the best lighting, you know, whatever it is, just having the courage though to show your authentic true self, which I know so many of you have, and then to show truly 
how the makeup works, you know, and how you can transform. And you don't have to even edit it. Like people love, like the more raw and real it is, the more people love that. And they just want to see and they want to feel like, hey, if it works for her, if she loves it, it's going to work for me too. Sometimes on, on, you know, now with social media, it's become too perfect in a lot of ways, right? People are doing things that are unrealistic that you watch and you go, Okay, well, I'm not sure that I'm going to have that same result. So I'm telling you, there is such a craving out there from real women that want to see a real woman doing her makeup and showing that transformation. And it's really, you have the power, you know, you have the tools. Um, Trust me, I saw all the makeup backstage. I was like, so... Um, is there anything else hanging out here that I can take home with me? You know, they're going to give you a pat down when you leave. (laughs) They are. They're going to search my bag. The makeup is amazing. Okay. Step one, the product is incredible. So right there, you got this. Show that to the world. Show that to the world in your most authentic, raw, true self, and she will love it, and she will embrace it. I love it. You love seeing that. I love seeing that, and that's what makes me want to try something, you know? So think about yourself. What appeals to you as a woman, as a, as a consumer, as someone who loves makeup? Chances are that same thing, those same qualities appeal to other people as well, and will make a big difference to other people. So we've been together almost 14 years. We're, we're coming up on our 12th wedding anniversary in a couple of weeks. Thank you. Um, and one thing that really attracted me to you uh, among, I mean, it's a long list. Um, the but, way I contour. Uh, but I think we, we, share, we share the belief that, you know, we may not be the smartest man or woman in the room. I can assure you that. But I can promise you this. We're going to be the hardest working people in that room. We will come in early. We will stay late. I will outwork anyone, Juliana will outwork anyone in that room, and I think that's how you get ahead. You don't have to worry about your pedigree or where you came from or what your parents did or whether or not you had a trust fund. It's about work ethic. It's about going in, outworking the person next to you, running your own race, and focusing on your goals. And then one thing that we do that is very successful is we take that large goal and we break it down, right? So I always use the the, the analogy of a marathon runner. A marathon is 26.2 miles. When the runner starts that race, if he only thought about the 26.2 mile marker, it'd be overwhelming. But what the successful ones do is they say, okay, I'm going to get to mile five. And then they celebrate it. I'm going to get to mile 12, 14, 16, 18. They break that big goal down. They set little goals along the way. And they celebrate those goals until they cross that finish line. And that's something that I think you have done very, very well. Thank you. I appreciate that. And and that is a big deal. you know. And I think another thing, too, is um, there are so many great categories out there in social media and just the world in general uh, that complement what you are all doing that complement the makeup space. Um, How can you team up with other influencers and other women in different categories to do giveaways and to be strategic? And something that costs nothing on social media is to do these giveaways, right? So you can team up with one, two, you know, a few few of you. So let's say, I'm right here in the front row, three in, short blonde hair, cute. Hi, how are you? Uh, <laughs> are you guys the sixes? Is this the sixes? Where are the sixes, I think? Okay. 
Okay. There we go. <laughs> so I'm just saying, like, maybe there's someone in the wellness space that you can reach out to, you can DM, you know, and, and you guys maybe, whether it's just the two of you or maybe you get a third girl or something, and what you could do is giveaway contests, right? So you all kind of chip in for a prize, right? Which is like whatever the wellness person is promoting. Maybe it's, and one of the skin uh, makeup products. And then you kind of, you all, you, you obviously you've seen these, you put these contests out on your Instagram and people have to follow all of you, right? And then before you know it, you're doing this contest that is very little effort, very little money. Um, where you're pretty much just giving away product, uh, but you're now gaining a lot more followers because you're tapping into her followers. She's tapping into your followers. This is one of the ways I've seen it time and time again. I continue to do this sort of thing. Um, I did it recently with a swimsuit brand, tapping into their followers. They tapped into my followers. I do it with different brands. I did Thank you. <laughs> Love the swimsuit. Um, you know, and whether it's, I did it also with a really cute uh, travel case, um, a really cute brand that makes travel cases and makeup cases. Um, so we were all able to tap in. In a time when it feels really good to partner with other women and lift other women up and do it together, that is something you should all walk out of here today. And by the end of next week, line some of those up. Start being strategic, lining those up. Because trust me, I feel you. We're not at the beginning of social, right? So it is hard to build followers. But boy, is it important to build followers. So it's thinking outside the box, taking that extra little time every week to be strategic and see like, hmm, you know, what, what is happening in this space? How are people gaining followers? That is one of the way they're doing it. Um, and so really trying to tap into that and slowly you will see your followers start to kind of tick up, which is great. Um, and you're able to build that way. So in a, in a minute, we're going to um, turn to you guys for some questions, but we want to end on one thing. And, and I think Julian and I both share this. And I talked about it uh, a little bit earlier, and it's the power of potential. And as we say, potential is probably the best God-given asset we have, yet it is the most underutilized. And Juliana and, I always say, Juliana and I always say, when you're born into this world, you're given a certain amount of currency in the form of potential. And it's up to us to make it grow. It's up to us to make it multiply. Yet so many of us don't do anything with it. And the reason we don't is because we let other people tell us what we can and cannot do. And I think someone who really understood the power of potential um, Juliana worked with for many years. I got to work with her a little bit on The Apprentice was Joan Rivers. Everyone knows Joan, right? Uh, Joan. Yeah. Amazing woman. Amazing so, woman. So she passed away, I think it's been about four years ago now, right? Is it four years? And Juliana and I were at her funeral. And after her funeral, uh, about a hundred of us were invited back to her apartment for a little reception. And we're at the reception and we're having something to drink. And I noticed that about 80 of the hundred people who were there had these little uh, stick pins, is that what you call them, uh, of a bumblebee. And I turned to Juliana, I said, hey, what's with all the bumblebees? And she said, I, I don't know. She goes, Joan always considered herself the bumblebee. So we stayed for another hour or so, and then we went back to our hotel, and we got back to the hotel, and I was still thinking about the bumblebee. I couldn't get it out of my head. So I sat down at the computer, and I Googled bumblebee. And as soon as it popped up, I got it. You see, when you Google bumblebee, the first thing that comes up is the bumblebee, by all reasonable laws of physics, was never meant to fly. 
It says that its wing-to-weight ratio should prohibit it from ever getting off the ground. But no one ever told the bee that, and the bee flies. You see, Joan was the bumblebee because she didn't let people tell her whether she could or could not fly. Everyone said to her, you can't host a late-night show. You're a woman. She did it. They said, you can't sell $100 million worth of jewelry on the Home Shopping Network. She did it. She didn't let people tell her what she could do or what she couldn't do, and she was able to fly. And I think at the end of the day, all of us in this room have that same power of the bumblebee. Don't let people pull us down. We should build other people up, and we should soar and fly and do amazing things in this life, and we will look back at the end of our careers, and we will have no regret whatsoever. So we have microphones right here, guys. Um, if anyone would like to ask any questions, just step up to the microphone, and uh, we're here for you. Love it. Hi. Okay. My question is, with you guys being entrepreneurs, you're busy, what would be the number one thing that you do to still spend time with your family and have that personal time? Yeah. So one question, and I'm glad we got to that, and I knew that that would come up in the Q&A, um, balance. So I know a lot of you in this audience, um, you know, it's funny, Bill touched a lot about other people pulling you down, right? And being really aware of that. And um, just real quick for me, I, I fly under the radar. I like to fly under the radar with everything I do. Maybe even as Bill was telling you some of the things I do in my intro, you might not even know some of those things and that's okay. Because I like to fly under the radar. I'm not out there constantly telling everyone, oh, guess what I'm doing, guess what I'm doing. Do I promote things? Of course, you know, like this dress. Oh my God, it's so good. Um, it's like one of my new dresses. Um, but I'm not, <laughs> but you know what I mean? I'm not like, I, I don't just talk the talk. I walk the walk. And walking the walk is a lot more important than talking the talk. And I think that... One of my things is I just really keep to my, my business to myself and I just do it. You know what I mean? Like I go and I do it because Bill's right. There are people who will try to say, that's crazy. That's never going to work. Or I had a friend who tried something like that. It didn't work. Don't, don't even open the door to that negativity. You just stay focused. Do your thing and just... Don't let other voices and people in because this is about you, you know what I mean? And it's not about everyone else. And I think that with that said, a lot of you here in the audience are married, uh, have spouses, and I get it, you're balancing a lot. I think for us, you know, with Bill and I, and we have a child and very busy schedules, the most important thing we do is have very honest, not passionate, but very honest, concise, chill conversation, open dialogue about what we both want out of life. And Bill, because of that, and because I communicate very clearly what my goals and desires are and what really makes me happy career-wise, Bill has so much respect for that. And it's all about clearly communicating that to people because I think you, you really want your family to understand what you're doing and understand where you're coming from and where that passion and drive is coming from and why it's important to you. And they're gonna do nothing, how can you not respect and love that and support that if you just communicate your goals very clearly and concisely from the beginning? Um, but in terms of the actual day-to-day -day balance, you know, I always say, um, 
it's kind of like a 100-100 rule, I call it. So when I'm at work, I am focused 100% on work. It is easy. Look, my mom and I are really close. She's like the best mama. And she, I could talk to her all day, okay? I could sit on the phone and talk to my mom all day. But I resist the urge at work. I stay very focused. I don't talk to my mom. I don't like go, oh my gosh, I have to buy my sister a present, online shopping. Um, and I want to sometimes. But I really, really focus at work. That way when I get home at night, I don't feel guilty like, oh gosh, I should be answering all these work emails because I wasn't focused. Do you know what I mean? And I have all this stuff left over. So at work, I'm 100%. And at home, I'm 100%. And I'm just like really focused. Bill and I, many nights, will put our phones in a bowl while we have dinner and hang out with the family because it's really important to have that as well. Our motto is hang up and hang out. Hang up and hang out. Yeah, so when we're at the table... <laughs> Even we have friends come over and they're like texting on the phone during dinner and Bill's always like, hang up and hang out. And, I and call him true. out on it. It's good. He does. But I mean, I, at our restaurants, I'll go up to tables. We were the other, the other day and there's eight ladies sitting at a table and they're all on their phones sharing the moment rather than enjoying the moment. I said, ladies, hang up and hang out. <laughs> and it is good. So I think that's the thing. So when I'm at work, like I really set aside, even if I'm working from home, I set that time aside to really be focused at home and then that and, and on work so that when I'm with my child and I'm with my husband, I don't feel guilty about it because I got my work done. Why don't we go to this side now? Is that okay? Yeah. Um, I just finished reading your book and I um, noticed like you would have some setbacks sometimes and stuff, but you were always optimistic and like kept going. And I was just wondering what do you do to keep your mind focused and like keep going and not get just like stressed out or anything? Yeah, that's a great question. So I've been through quite a bit, like many of you have. Um, I struggled with infertility. We struggled with infertility, uh, went through rounds of IVF um, before we had our son Duke. Um, I also went through breast cancer at 36. Um, but I got to tell you, it's really easy. And there were moments where, uh, you know, because I was going through these big things and I was distracted. First of all, that was okay, you know, to take that time off for myself. Um, but then I was able to really tap into that time in my life and uh, kind of parlay it into what made me even more successful in terms of my career. Because I thought, if I can get through that, if I'm strong enough to do that, I am strong enough to do anything. And it actually helped in many ways to, to kind of go up in my career because I'm like, oh, that little thing, that's not going to keep me down, you know? So whatever you're going through in this room, whatever it is, think about it. How can you, instead of letting that weigh you down, how can you let that lift you up? How can you tap into that, that heartache, whatever you went through, those obstacles you went through, and turn them into something positive? And that's truly what we do. And it is a state of mind positivity. You know, I wake up and I have two choices to make. I can be negative or I can be positive. And I'm gonna choose to be positive. And no one, no one can make that decision for me. Even if there's bad news or negative people around me, it's still up to me to be like, okay, let me process that, let me figure out. But now I need to move on. You live once, it's a beautiful life, it's an incredible existence, and we have to just really focus on all the positivity around us and let that lift us up and keep us going. 
And we can all do that. It's, Amen. It's, we are the only ones who make that decision every single day. Thank you. Truly. Thank you. Okay. We'll go over here. Thanks, you guys, for being here. And um, Juliana, I was so happy when you found Bill. For both of you. I just, you two belong too. together. Uh, thank and you. He's Bill, a great man. your authenticity is what sets you way above Mr. Clooney. I mean, I'm not trying to knock the man. And I know Juliana's always loved him. But you're better. Thank you. I love you. Thank you. I love you too, Bill. Bill's a good man. Always supportive. He's yeah. a good man. And I could go on and on, but I don't want. I know that's not why we're here. But I've watched both of you guys for a long time. I have your necklace, go on, Juliana. Take we got time. <laughs> I, Keep it coming. Keep it coming. I wore a beautiful pink dress last night just so I could wear your breast cancer survivor necklace. I have that beautiful pink necklace that you sold when oh, you. Yes. yes. Thank you. Yes. Yes. I, oh, so sweet. Thank I, you. I love it so much. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I've always appreciated you, Juliana, especially when anybody tried to hate on you. And I know you've gone through that. And, but I love your Thank authenticity. You. Thank you. I, I appreciate you saying that. And I think that that's important for people to hear because we all go through tough times. And uh, when you know who you are yeah. and you know what your heart is, uh, that's, that's all that matters. Well, you're so you know? relatable. Thank you. You're so sweet. Thank so, but you. my question, it's kind of a tech, thank you. <laughs> and yes, I am very sweet and I'm very sensitive and I'm a number two. <laughs> and I need to feel appreciated by you guys. <laughs> I do. I do. I've never been married and I've always been alone and I've lost and gained almost 3,000 pounds. Come on up here, yeah, give us a hug. Give us a hug. I know, I was just about to. Get over here. Get over here. Let's give this young lady a round of applause. Amazing, amazing. When's your birthday? February 10th, 1960. Wow. And I used to weigh 100 pounds more at one point in my life, and I was anorexic, and I've suffered from eating disorders, and this is the first time I've ever felt like I belong. Yeah. Let's stand up for her, ladies and gentlemen. Come on. You look amazing. Yes. Okay, so my question is... It's like a red carpet in your girl, love it. Yes. And it's kind of technical, so I don't know if you'll know the answer, but maybe somebody out there can actually guide me. Kara, maybe we can meet... We love Kara. <laughs> and my sponsors, by the way, told me I'd be on this stage next year, but I, I did it this year. <laughs> That's exactly what we were talking about, right? Doing it your way. Okay, so my real question is, Bill, do you have a brother? No, that's not the question. <laughs> I wish. Or a father. <laughs> or a grandfather. But <laughs> no. I'm holding Juliana's hand! <laughs> okay, no, this is serious. I hear a lot of misinformation, and I am a leader. I have nine people on my team. I love you all. And we get a lot of information from all of you. Many have said, don't put your links 
or the name of your business on your social because people need to engage with you first, like through direct messages, like don't give away the goods too soon kind of thing. But then I see people like, Harmony, I love you. <laughs> and Kat and all those beautifuls, you know, who, who do put their links because you guys already have your following and people will just like, yeah, I wanna buy it from Harmony. But somebody like Andrea, who you don't know, I might add that my, you know, I work for mascara and then people are gonna be like, ooh, Google mascara. And then they're gonna go through corporate and I don't get that business. Mm -hmm. So like I said, I don't know if you guys know that answer. Yeah. We're probably not the, I mean, listen, I, I'm a big fan of promotion and getting it out there and, and letting people know exactly what Maybe I'm doing. Amanda Ernest, who is my team leader, who I, Amanda, wherever you are, I love you so much. I just need to know, because I want to steer. Oh, Here we hello. go, Billy. Billy the kid. Do you have the answer for I'm us? I'm a Billy now. <laughs> You know, uh, you and I are so close in age. Serious? We are. And I was just thinking that maybe we could go sit down and together and hold hands and chat. <laughs> okay. You and me. We're going to do that. Did you... Do you have an answer? Does anybody... You know, I, I think you should... I say put your business on the Instagram. I mean, I work I for too. Disney and it's all over there. Yeah. Where's Kara? I think so. We'll ask Kara later. All right, yeah. we'll get back with her. Yeah, we'll All get right. back with her. They said they'll get back to yeah, okay. yeah. so yeah. you. Yes, get, she can. I'm, she almost got my lips. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> Woo! I think they were. All right. It's going to cost me a lot of money. You're too cute. You're too cute. No prenup. <laughs> no prenup. Um, so that was great. But that is a great question. So I hope you guys. We have get time for one more question. Okay. So is it going to be this side or this side? Oh, We're going to go by audience applause. No, come on. Audience applause. Hold on, hold on. Okay. Now this side. One of each. One of each. One of each. One of each. Okay, go. Okay. I can't decide. That okay. was so good. My name's Catherine. Hello. Hi. Thanks for being here. Um, I don't know how to follow that, but I have a question that I think a lot of us are dying to know. Have you been color matched? And if not, can I do it? <laughs> Way to ask for the sale. I like that. I like that. See, that's, that's good. Um, it was so funny. We're talking about it backstage, and so Kara, it was a little dark, um, and then I had some makeup on already, so Kara was saying... She was asking me the exact same thing. And so we were actually looking through my phone for a selfie without any makeup and like a tight shot. Um, and so we're going to work on that. But yes, if you awesome. would like to, absolutely. Yes. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank All right. This is the last one. Make it a good one. Well, she kind of stole my question. Can we get some light but, on her? <laughs> but no, I was going to ask Julia if you're wearing mascara today. Um, and if so, what were you wearing? I am. Um, so first of all, I love, I love everything about it. I love the compacts. I love how like just portable it is and easy it is to swap things out. Um, so yeah, I was backstage. I got a little contours on. Uh, so some contour, bronzer. Um, yeah, so a few of the different products. But like I said, Kara, they have to, I have to be color matched. So I'm still doing that. Um, but then I'm getting the whole kit. Um, and I'm so excited. And I love the brushes and just everything. The brushes are amazing. 
the dual ends, so great, and they're beautiful. Um, so I'm really, really excited, really excited. Thank you. So we just want to end with this. You know, in life, you're going to have ups, you're going to have downs. And we end every speech with this. Tough times don't last, but tough people do. And everyone in this room is tough. Go out there, go and get it. Work hard, be agile, have that never quit, never make excuse mindset. And next year, you're going to be back here bigger and better than ever, everybody. Thank you all for having Thank us. You Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. You guys are incredible. Want to give you a little gift? Happy birthday. Thank you for sharing your birthday with us. You guys are amazing. You all need to read her book. It's amazing. And you'll get to know her even better. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Fantastic. All right. Nick and Kara, thank you so much. Thanks for taking the time to come out here. That was phenomenal. Was not that, was, that was not amazing. Gosh. All right, so uh, a reminder, the raffle tickets that you have must be entered by 2 p.m. today. No raffle tickets will be accepted after that time, so please make sure you get those tickets submitted in the royal court. All right, so you got that? You know where the royal court is, right? Don't miss your breakout sessions. We'll see you back here for general session number four at four o'clock. Doors will open at 3.30. The store's open right now until 6 p.m. We'll see you back here. Thanks so much for joining us. See you back here. Body on top of mine Every time that you lift me up